to him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I've been trying to get insight on eye surgeries. Oh, so, God bless you. I lost my contact yesterday. Oh, no. And they're like, we don't need it anymore. It's been three days. And I was like, it's kind of painful. So then I went in and got a new contact. Got a new one. Without the contacts, it's all fuzzy and you can't yeah. see anything. But with the contacts, I can see, well, like my original vision that's before good. surgery. That's good. So. It's supposed to get better, right? Yep. Good. Eventually, hopefully. Thank you. Well, good morning. Good morning. Happy good morning. to be here. Yeah, good morning to you out there that, yes. that might be listening to us today. Yes. We're just so excited about a new day, a new year. Um, yes, yes, you, yes. Uh, we are excited that you are here with yes. us this morning, that God is doing new things in this new year and new season. That's right. Yes. And yes. if for whatever reason you're still at home today or you listen to this later, um, we just want to um, take this next 15 minutes um, to, to just minister to anybody who might need it. So if you need prayer yes. or a, uh, yes. just something spoken over your life, um, come online and make a comment. Let us know that you're listening, and we would love to pray for you. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. That's what we're here for. Yes, thank you. Anybody thank you. looking yet? Nope. No, we don't. Well, I just believe that there are some people that will listen to this or maybe are listening right now, mm -hmm. and you feel discouraged about the new year. You yes. feel like things didn't happen the way you wanted them to happen mm -hmm. last year. And I just I just want to speak a word of encouragement to you. Um, I just want to say um, take those unanswered prayers from last year and use them as 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 promises for this year don't don't stop don't give up don't quit keep praying keep pressing in and because our god is faithful and he yes. cares about what yes. you're going through yes i feel like the lord a lot of people get words for the new year but i feel like the lord gave me a word about himself he gave me the word guide and and so he's been showing me how this year he wants to be our guide Amen. he wants to be guiding us so. Amen. We have a Terry Caston that's watching. So, oh, yes. We'll, oh. Thank you for thank you for coming on. Um, if, uh, do you have something? I, I have Go something. for it. Actually, um, Terry, when I heard your name, I just like I got this image of you in my mind of you sitting at a vanity, and of you like looking at yourself in the mirror, and you saw the things that were imperfections. But I felt like the Lord Jesus came behind you and put his hands on his shoulder. And as you lifted your eyes and looked at him, that you, you were able to see him. And when you looked back in the mirror, you, you saw Jesus. And those imperfections are gone. So I just decree and pray over you, Terry, that as you are gazing upon the Lord, that you are going to see uh, his reflection, what he says about you and what he thinks about you. So be blessed, Terry, in Jesus' Amen. name. Amen. Well, I saw cast iron, and I don't know if it's because her name is casted, <laughs> but I saw cast iron yes. um, pan, and I feel like the Lord says um, you're stronger than you think you are, that um, what you've gone through um, hasn't hasn't weakened you, but it's 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 mm -hmm. caused you. It God has taken it, and it is, didn't come from him, but he took it and has used it to transform you uh, to, into more of his image. And uh, things that you think are scars or, or, or blemishes, yeah. um, he says, He says, no, 
those, 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 that's what's made you stronger. And, um, Mm -hmm. there's people in your life that, that need you to stand up and to just be who you are and to trust that even when you feel weak, he's the strong one in you. So, um, just, just know that he, he, he trusts you with those people that are in your life. He knows that you can do this. Yes. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. Um, bless you, Terry. There's also a Diane. Diana Loya Larson. Larson. Okay. Oh, okay. Diana. Diana. I do not. I don't either. I do not. But that's a beautiful name. But Lord, you know her, God. You know everything about her, God. You know the the number of hairs on her head, God. You know the desires of her heart, the spoken ones and the unspoken ones, God. You know what her future holds, Lord, God. You know that um, her future is full of hope. It's full of you, God. Mm. So we just bless Diana today, God. We just thank you that your plans for her are good plans, God, um, that, that she can run into him with her heart and her arms open wide. Yes, Lord, I just thank you, um, Lord, that you are her wisdom. I just feel like, Diana, if there is anything that you are needing that wisdom for, I feel like if you have decisions, I feel like there may be some decisions or people that are looking to you. Um, that are looking for your, you to help them. God, yeah. I just pray that you will give her all wisdom, the wisdom that she's needing, and you give graciously and generously and That's right. abundantly. Yep. So I just pray this would be a year even of a new season of wisdom being released into yep. her for the things she's longing to know and yep. to understand. Thank you, Father. We bless her in Jesus' name. Amen. I agree with you that it's just a year of abundance for her. That that um, you're just going to be um, so surprised by things that just kind of overtake you. Um, the mercy and goodness that follow you are going to overtake you this year, and you're going to. It's almost going to come to a place where you feel almost embarrassed at all the abundance that he just pours out on you. Mm-hmm. And um, I just feel like the Lord says that he, he wants you to every, everything that good that happens to you this year, just turn your heart. Keep your heart and your face towards him and yes. know that um, it, it's there because he loves you, not because of anything that you do or you don't do. It's just yes. because he loves you and he's such a good, good father. Yes, yes, yes. Man. Oh, Terry <laughs> Nyberg is here with us. <laughs> hey, Terry. Terry, Terry, Terry. We say this is your year. Run, girl, mm. run. That um, nothing's going to hold you back. That you've the it's just like a, a racehorse being let out of the stall. Um, uh, you the the gate has been lifted open, and you are free to run your race. Yes, and I believe Terry too that I know you received an unexpected surprise at Christmas time, and so I am just decreeing more of those unexpected surprises in your life, Lord. That's right. Thank the Lord will give you, is going to give you and fulfill those desires of your heart that you have been praying for, for, for a long time, that God will bless you, you, bless you and pour it out over your life, Terry. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, that you know her heart and you know what she's longing for. That's right. Thank you, God. Thank you. And Renee and Paul Dawkin are um, watching. So we bless the Dawkins today. We say, we say, God. Fill the mat in a manifested way. Just fill the room right now, God, with your presence. That they sense you. That they know you, God. That that um, mm-hmm. that between the two of them, there's such great unity and love, God. That um, they can almost smell your presence, God. That there mm-hmm. there's just a manifestation of who you are, God. New new revelation of who you are for them today, God. Uh, thank you. I, I feel like today. Renee and Paul, I had a scripture yesterday, and I felt like the Lord said to copy it and bring it in with me. All right. And I feel like, because there's two of you. I feel like that that was my sign. It was you that it was for. But it's uh, Isaiah 5811, uh, or 5811, that Yahweh, the Lord, will always guide you where to go and what to do. Oh, yeah. He will fill you with refreshment, even when you're in a dry, difficult place. 
He will continually restore strength to you so you will flourish like a well-watered garden and like an ever-flowing, trustworthy spring of blessing. So, Lord, I just thank you that you're, this is a season of refreshment, of restoration for them, that, Lord, you're their guide. You will guide them wherever they need That's to right. go and whatever they That's need right. to decide, what, whatever they're th- even mulling over. Maybe they're talking about something new that they're thinking about doing. Lord, I pray that you will guide them every step of the way, that they're going to know exactly what to do first, what to do second, and what you are saying uh, not now to as well. Lord, I know you sometimes you say later. Yeah. So I pray God give them the wisdom that they need. We just bless Paul and Renee in Jesus' name. Amen. And then we have Rita Rob- Rob- Robinson on with us. Yes. Rita, Rita, oh, Rita. Rita. Oh, Rita, we Rita. love you, Rita. Yes, we do. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. <laughs> yes, Lord, I just I thank you for Rita. And Rita has been a prayer partner of mine for years and years and years. And Lord, I just declared that this is the year of restoration of all things for Rita. All Amen. the things that she has been desiring and that she has been just looking to you for. She's been trusting you with. Yeah. And so, God, I just pray she will begin to see some of those things that she has longed for, God, that this will be that new season for her. I just bless Rita. Thank you, God, for her love for you and her faith. God, bless her faith. Let it be even restored and may it grow even even larger than yeah. it has in the past. That's right. I see God just uh, like, like with a funnel, just pouring new joy into your heart, a joy that's going to strengthen you for this year, a joy that's just going to carry you on um, things that have bothered you in the past they're going to almost seem funny to you now it's like it's just like a pesty little mosquito that just got swatted and then he's gone it's he's not gonna it's it's those things just aren't going to irritate you anymore you're going to look at them and you're going to just laugh at them and um that joy won't just carry you and strengthen you but you're gonna you're gonna spill out that joy everywhere you go and uh, other people are going to be refreshed in your presence and they're gonna um that they're going to be filled with a new joy just because of what you're walking in so i just bless you and i just declare over you that this will be a a year like none before Mm. that that some of the the things that you've for years asked god ask god for or look to see happen that you're going to see them happen this year so just get your expectation up get your hope set high be looking for it Um, don't miss it because he is doing something new in your life rita yes yes we bless you rita yes Let's see, is there anybody else that people are just saying thank you? Thank you for letting us letting us uh, be a part yes. of your life. Anybody that has tuned in today or anybody that will tune in later, thank you for letting us uh, minister over you, for trusting us to do that. Yes. And yes. we just we just say, um, you know, that, that it's, it's our honor to get to pour out. So yes. um, Holy Spirit loves each one of you, mm-hmm. and um, it, it's thank his desire God. to continually bless you and to speak to you and um, you are his sheep and you do hear his voice. So as the day goes on today, just keep listening, keep, keep, um, keep believing, keep writing down what he tells you. Let him, let him just yes. take your heart in his hands and, and continue to transform you. Yes. Thank you, Lord. I just thank you for, this is the year I just have heard over and over that fresh oil, new oil yeah. is being poured out. So I just thank you for that new oil. And yes, I just, God. we just declare that over each person that's that right. there is fresh oil that's flowing and that's new right. things and that you are anointed with that fresh oil. You, and God. yes, that you anoint each of our heads, it says in Psalm 23, yeah. with oil. You restore us. You give us new assignments. You, you give us grace, new grace um, to do new things. Yes, so I just believe this is a time of doing new things and no fear. We just that's break right. off any that's fear right. that no would want to hold us back. 
that we walk in freedom, freedom in Christ. That's right. So we praise perfect love. Perfect love casts out fear. We have nothing to fear. We have a good father. Um, You talk about the new oil. Um, Last week, my sister Terry and I were just sitting there worshiping God at my kitchen table. And we were singing along with a CD that was about oil and wine, fresh oil, new wine. And all of a sudden, on my hands, um, a a gold and a red glitter began to appear. I said, look at my hands. And so she started looking at her hands and it started appearing on hers as well. Oh, I mean, I God it. is wanting to make himself real to us, making himself known to us. So um, oh, this it's Lord. a time to expect the miraculous, yes. To, yes. More to look Lord. for it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> to look for it and to yeah. um, just be expecting God. He, he was oh. wanting to do great and mighty things in our midst. Yes. If, our, if we just to, turn our hearts towards him, our face to his face. And yes. just keep believing for it. Keep looking for it. I love that you are worshiping, too, that you yeah. are praising. Yeah. I just think God comes and dwells in our worship and yes. our praises, and he does things outwardly and inwardly. That's he does right. them every way that we need. That's right. He knows and yeah. comes and ministers. So, oh, That's thank right. you for That's that, right. Lord. And you don't have to be a good singer. You don't have to wait till you get into church. Just wherever <laughs> you are, at your table, in your uh, car, in your shower, whatever, just let the praises arise. That's right. and it changes the atmosphere and and it's 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 like it's a highway for him to to manifest himself and to show you uh, that he is right there with you yes yes thank you lord for that thank you god oh darren maynard is watching (laughs) we just declare over you darren Darren. the word of the lord is in your belly the word of the lord is in your mouth there's fire fire in your bones and uh, you just as you submit to the lord that's going to come out and it's going to change life so don't hold back darren maynard oh darren i just see in you um, pure heart. Yeah. I just feel like you, Darren, have a pure heart. And the Lord is so pleased. He just loves how your heart is towards him and yes. how much you seek him and yes. how much you desire him. And he wants to fill you and fulfill that in you, Lord. I thank you for that, that Darren's that. heart is towards you. Yeah, yeah, release that that fresh oil, fresh fire into, right. into Darren's life, I pray. That's Jesus right. Name. Thank you, God. Thank you, yes. God. Yes. Oh, once you get going, you don't want to stop, I know. right? I know. It. <laughs> so much awesome. fun. So yes. much fun to co-labor with Holy Spirit. We don't yes. we don't ever think we're doing something for God. It's always with him. Yes. He's the one that dwells in us. He abides in yes. us. He's in our midst. And yeah. um, we, it's just an honor and a privilege to get to co-labor with him, yes. isn't it? Yes. Yes, we, it is. I love it. It's the best. <laughs> Let's see who's talking here. Oh, Rita oh, Robinson. Rita. Oh, bless you, Rita. <laughs> yeah, each and every one of you. Everyone. Bless you. And yes. for those that are, for those of you that will watch this later, we just yeah. say Jesus loves you. Be yes. encouraged today. Yes. Keep yes. your face in His face. Yes. Yeah. Draw near to Him. He's drawing near to you. That's Draw right. near. That's the that's the key. Draw that's right. near to Him. Yeah. Yes. Thank and you, I, I even believe that somebody that's going to listen to this later, you're going to receive a healing in your in your right wrist i don't know what it is but as you're just listening all of a sudden whatever's been giving you pain and trouble is gonna be done it's gone yes, yes. jesus name yes amen, amen. well it's nine fifteen almost so uh, do you want to pray for our service oh i will yes oh lord thank you that you are in this place Thank you, God, that we are just expecting you to release your goodness among us today, your love, yes, your God. grace. May you be lifted up and glorified as we yes, worship God. you today, Lord. And we want to hear from you, Lord. Yes, Our God. ears are tuned towards you. We pray for the worship team, yes, God, do, that God. they would just be led by your spirit, yes, that God. they will do whatever you say and follow your lead. 
Uh, we just thank you, God, for your presence, and we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 I don't know where our worship team is, so they're not up here yet. So, is there someone else? Please pray for. Oh, okay. David Ward is asking for prayer for Simba Ministries, the medical mission that some of our people are on right now. So we do. We bless David yes. Ward and the uh, Simba Ministries. Yes. We we bless the the team that has gone over there, Diana, mm-hmm. Diane, and Anna, Ann. Um, we bless them, God. We thank you that you strengthen them, God. We thank you that um, today they're just empowered with your love and your might, Lord God, and that they too will see miracles today, God. Supernatural miracles. Yes. In Jesus' yes. name. Amen. 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 Well, here they are. We're out. Good morning, church. How are you guys doing today in this new year? Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, we're going to give this time to the Lord now because that's why we're all here. So, Father God, we just give this time to you. We thank you. We love you. We come in your name. We come not only to hear from you, but to uh, act on those words, uh, whether it's a smile or anything else, Father. Uh, we don't know what our neighbor may need. And we thank you that you use us uh, to be your hands and feet in your heart. Um, so we just we open our hands, our eyes, and our ears to, and our hearts to what you have to say to us today and the movement you are making because you are always moving. And we thank you and we praise you and we're just going to have a blast in your name. Amen. You're in the Father's house. Sometimes on this journey, I get lost in my mistakes. What looks to me like weakness is a chemistry. Oh, my story isn't over. My story's just begun. Failure won't define me, because that's what my father does. I sell you. You won't define me Cause that's what my father does Ooh Lay your burdens down Ooh Here in the father's house Check your shame at the door Cause it ain't welcome anymore Heard that Ooh You're in the father's house Arrival's not, arrival's not the end game. The journey's where you are. You never wanted perfect, you just wanted my heart. That's true. And the story isn't over if the story isn't good. Failure won't define me when the father's in the room. I say, Failure won't define me when the father's in the room. burdens down Ooh, you're in the Father's house 
Let's sing this one part right here. Prodigals come home. The helpless find hope. Love is on the move when the father's in the room. And prison doors fling wide. That's right. The dead come to life. Yeah. Love is on the move when the father's in the room. Come on. Miracles take place. The cynical find pain. Love is breaking through when the father's in the room. Love is breaking through when the father's in the room. I tell you, love is breaking through when the father's in the room. Ooh, lay your burdens down. Ooh, you're in the father's house. Check your shame at the door. It ain't welcome anymore. about the prodigal again. Prodigals come home. The helpless find home. Love is on the move when the father's in the room. Prison doors sling wide. The dead come to life. Love is on the move when the father's in the room. The tell them. Miracles swing place. The cynical find faith. Love is breaking in the room Jericho walls are breaking Dongles now are shaking Love is breaking through when the Father's in the room Love is breaking through when the Father's in the room Ooh, Lay your burdens down Ooh, You're in the Father's house Check your shame at the Welcome welcome those lies aren't welcome though yes the cynical will find faith the helpless will find hope and those lies that we carry they're not allowed in the father's house hallelujah
the weapon that silences the enemy. Let praise be a weapon that conquers all anxiety. Let it rise. Let praise arise. We sing your name in the dark and it changes everything. We sing with all we are and bring your victory. Let it rise. Let faith arise. We see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. When you could not survive, when we praise you, the God of breakthroughs on our side. Forever lift you heart with all creation. Cry, God, we praise.
This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. This is what heaven looks like. This is what freedom sounds like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We see you break down every wall. We'll watch the giants fall. When fear could not survive, when we praise you, the God of breakthroughs on our side. Forever lift you high When all creation cry God we praise you Oh We praise you Oh We praise you Oh We praise you Oh We praise what heaven sounds like. <laughs> oh, we ain't done dancing yet. Here we go. This world is cold and bitter. Feels like we're in the dead of winter. Waiting on something better. Am I really gonna hide forever? Over and over again I hear your voice in my head Let your light shine, let your light shine For all to see Start a fire in my soul Fan the flames and make it grow So there's no doubt or denying Let it burn so brightly Everyone only need the spark to start a whole place. It only takes a little faith. Let's start right here in this city. These old walls will never be the same. Over and over again, I hear your voice in my head. They need to know I need to go. Still want you my heart. Now start a fire in my soul. Fan the flames and make it grow. So hey. 
crying. They did burn so bright. Everyone around can see that it's you, that it's you that we need. Start a fire in me. God, we just thank you for your fire, Lord. We, we're just familiar with it, God. It's familiar with you. You sit on a throne of fire. Your eyes are full of fire, Lord. And you just give it out, God, liberally. So we just thank you for fire in our heart, God. And we just say it's not a little light, God. It is you, God. It's heaven's fire, Lord, God. The heaven's fire that consumes the earth, God. So we just thank you, God. We say use us, God. Use us, consume us, Lord, and let us just touch the world around us, God, with that flame, with that light, Lord God, just shining light on who you are, and God, what you're about, God, light us up, God, we want to be lit up, God, we want to be lit up with your perfect love, with your compassion, God, we just say, we're just lit up, fears no more, we just say, fear has died, God, and, and now we live by faith, God, we walk by faith, so thank you for anointed words, thank you for anointed acts, God, thank you that you are you are using us to bring your kingdom. So let your kingdom come, God, through your fire, <laughs> through your light, God, through your love. 
Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. All right, well, you can be seated if you'd like, or you can stay standing if you like. If you just are like, man, this is a moment. I'm just going to kind of move to the back of the room and just get touched by God. Go to, go ahead and do that. Um, welcome to the gate. We are a welcoming family encountering God. That's what our mission statement says. So we're praying that you feel that. We feel like this feels like home to you. This feels like family to you. And although it may seem a little strange to you, because the way we worship is just, you know, it's a little different than some of the other churches, but we just want you to know that this is home and we're welcoming you here. So at the gate, we've just been practicing listening to the voice of God around here for a long time. Everybody, from our babies to our elders have been doing that. So we're just going to give everyone a chance just to hear from the Lord right now. Um, and, and we want to just hone into maybe he's giving you a name. Maybe he's giving you a sickness with that name. And we just believe that it's really him and that he wants to act on that. So you can text it into us and we're just going to pray what, what the Lord's showing you, what he's um, sharing with you. Uh, and we're going to let our, our kiddos do the same thing. They're up here. They're going to pray back what you send in, but they might have some of their own words from God. Like I said, we're all practicing hearing his voice and they have been too. So um, yeah, it's cute, but it's powerful at the same time. So I felt like I was getting the name. I'll just kick us off. I felt like I was getting the name Maggie this morning and that Maggie was dealing. I just saw like a kink in the neck or like back issue. So is there a Maggie with us this morning dealing with any neck stuff, back stuff? Okay, no problem. She may be online. She may be watching this a hundred years from now and going, oh my goodness, you know, Maggie. Good. Perfect. Okay. Well, let's pray for Maggie. You guys want to help me? Everybody, you want to help me? All right, let's do this. So Jesus, we just lift up Maggie and we say pain, leave her neck and we say be healed in Jesus mighty name. Amen. I just felt like I heard the Lord too. Real quick, Noah, before you go. Even if you feel like you're getting the slightest unction, um, maybe just half of a name or something, just go ahead and text it into us. It could, I mean, honestly, that could be the person that is just like waiting for a word from God, waiting for healing, and you could be the one to do it. So swing for the fences. If you miss, it's okay. We get a swing again, right? All right, champ. Uh, my orchestra teacher, she had cancer for five years, so she's taking her fourth surgery. Miss Blunk. Uh, God, I pray that Miss Blunk will be totally healed in your name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Prayers for Elizabeth for healing from Crohn's disease and fibromyalgia. Ooh, come on. All right. So, Jesus, thank you that you are miracle-working God, this is what you do. So we lift up Elizabeth. We say fibromyalgia, Crohn's disease. Your day is done. You're gone. And we declare healing over Elizabeth. In Jesus' name. Amen.
She wants to pray for her mom who slipped and fell on the ice. Absolutely. That's Jen. So let's pray for Jen. So Jesus, Jesus. we lift up Jen. We We just ask you'd heal her. No more bruising and just total healing. Amen. What else we got? The Simba medical team. Uh, returns Tuesday afternoon, so traveling safely. Yeah, yeah. So there's a medical team in Africa right now ministering, so let's let's just pray for them. So God, we thank you for Simba and this team. We ask that these last couple days just be so anointed, so powerful. We pray for healings, deliverances, salvations and we ask for smooth travels on the way back amen what else we got matthew heart problems Ooh, come on is there matthew in here dealing with any heart stuff somebody swinging for the fences on that one i love it come on all right let's pray for matthew right god can do anything so jesus thank you that with you all things are possible so we speak to Matthew's heart and we say be healed in Jesus name amen also Carrie Carroll came up to me she said there's a Tom from her hometown that was in some some sort of accident he's in the ICU and they're just wondering if he's going to make it or not so Let's just, let's go after this. Let's believe that God's going to touch Tom, that he's going to heal him, that he's got more life to live. So, so Jesus, we thank you that you are the resurrection and the life. We declare life over Tom's body. We say, Tom, you're going to live and not die. We say, be healed. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on. All right, let's do a couple more. Mackie would like to lift up Grandma Rosie. All right, Grandma Rosie. Just general, right? All right, Jesus, thank you for Grandma Rosie and every other grandma in this house, online. Bless them. Bless Rosie. Let her sense you today and just be filled with the joy of the Lord today. Amen. Okay, so glad. Yeah, yeah. So your sister has a colleague that was in a car accident, and and one of the kids died. Or she lost her daughter, who has two twins. Okay, well let's just lift her up. So Jesus, we just lift up this colleague. We ask that you would heal her. You touch the family. God, that you would just be the comforter. 
that they need, that you would turn this for your good. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right, can we do one more? We got one more? Yeah, uh, so Heaven back here uh, got the name Abby, and she saw or heard the word war, but then Micah was praying and saw the word peace, or word peace, and was talking about specifically peace within relationships. So, Abby. Is there an Abby in here? Dealing with peace and war and just needs a little more peace than war? Okay, well, let's pray for Abby. Jesus, thank you that you are peace. And we declare that over Abby's life, over her heart, over her relationships, over her relationship with you. We just declare your peace in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said, Amen. One more. Okay, so um, this is always cool because I get to see like all the text messages coming in and things. And it's it's really cool when they match, right? So we actually have two text messages um, for the name Chad. Um, they, they are for different things, though. So one is for, like, toe or toenail issues. And the other is for heaviness. A spirit of heaviness. So, Chad. We got a Chad in here this morning. Anyone named Chad? Toenail and spirit of heaviness. You guys are swinging for the fences. I love it. Let's do, well, let's pray for Chad. This is obvious that God is moving on him. So, God, thank you for your family, for your love. We lift up Chad. And we just declare that that heaviness is gone. And peace has come. Thank you, God, that you even care about his toenails. We say, be restored in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on. All right. Well, we're going to transition into our offering time and into our our kiddos are going to transition into kids' church. I'm going to make it really easy on you. All of the 3 through 11-year-olds are going to make their way to the gym. Eventually, the 5 and 6-year-olds are going to be in the 5 and 6-year-old room. Um, But Pastor Jamie's going to be up here for a second, so they're going to be with me in the gym. Um, We also have a nursery that is the um, farthest classroom down this hallway to the right. Um, And Miss Brenda Whipf is in there. And then Jamie's doing the 5 and 6-year-old room, and I'm going to have... Actually, the 3s and 4s are going to stay in the gym with me as well as the 7 to 11. So hopefully you followed all that. But if you didn't, just come find me in the gym. All right, go get them. Yeah, awesome. All right, it's offering and communion time. Uh, How we do offering communion is I talk for a second, I pray, and then you, you guys will come down the center aisles here, two lines. We got communion over here and over here. We also have the planners for offering. We also have that QR code that's really snazzy up there for offering. So hold your camera up there. It'll take you right to it. So, um, yeah, I was just thinking this morning, um, I was thinking just about remembering Jesus, you know. And um, I was just remembering what he did on the cross, remembering that he died and rose again. And 
It's just like the simple gospel, you know. And I was just thinking and that we're not doing things by proxy, you know. That, like, it's important that we have communion together. It's invaluable, actually. It's invaluable. But at the same time, uh, we're, we're individuals with, with access relationship with God. And it's such an amazing thing to think about, like, wow, like the veil was torn. We, we have that. It's not by proxy. It's not, we don't have relationship with God through our good friend. We don't have it, you know, we don't have it through, you know, the ministry of this or that. Oh, we have it through us and him, just me and him, you know, and with the invaluableness of coming together, I just want you to focus this morning, even as we take communion on like you and him. That, 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 that peace that comes with like, wow, it's you and me, God. It's you and me, God. So God, we remember you, God. We remember you. We remember what you did. We thank you, God, for all that you've done. And I, I, want, I want you to think, why do you re, what do you remember him for? What are you remembering? What do you need to remember? God, what do we, rem, we need to remember? God, just pull, pull that out of us right now, God. God, I remember what you did for me. I remember my history with you. I remember that thing that you did, that way that you brought breakthrough, that you came through for me. I remember my history. I remember that healing that you did. I remember you healing my lower back, God. I remember, I remember, and we will not be a generation that forgets. We will not be a generation that forgets. We remember. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As we give today, as we take communion, we remember you. We say we love you. Say more Holy Spirit, come. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, come on up, friends. with the enemy Ooh, I built myself a double thick stone tower that was higher than the eyes can see trapped in this flesh and bone I'm crying out to you Lord I'm desperate oh, this agent set me free all of my fears like Jericho walls got to come down come down all of my fears like Jericho walls got to
truth was crashing. Ooh, truth is crashing through the pride in the straight to the heart of me. Ooh, long before I ever called your name, you were fighting for my victory. The wounds that have set my souls forgiven. Oh, can you feel that darkness trembling? All of my fears and Jericho walls got to come down, come down. All of my fears and Jericho walls got to come down, come down. Oh, Lord, my prison turns to ruin when you're not moving. All of my fears and Jericho walls got to come down. Father God, I just pray over the message. Bless Brother Darren as he gives it to us. Fresh manna from you. We know that he will bring it because he's your faithful son. We just encourage him. We love him. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Before he comes up, we got some announcements that we're going to do. Um. So in January, we have Wednesdays at the gate at 6 p.m. So just we kind of are starting it up. Um, and we have that uh, prophetic ministry night on January 18th. 
We have a spiritual gifts activation night on January 25th. That sounds, that sounds amazing. Um, and so we have our annual family meeting as well, which is a kind of a big deal for us. We come together as, as family. Um, it's kind of on that Wednesday night on the 25th. Um, let's see. We have January 9th through the 29th. We have our 21 days of fasting with the Foursquare family. Um, there's, I don't know if they have a QR code in the back, but, um, I think it's on, uh, the, that sheet. If you, if you don't see it up here, oh, there it is. Look at that. All right. So it has a bunch of resources, a bunch of cool things. So you don't feel like, oh, I'm just doing this kind of by myself. We're doing it together. We're doing it with people all around the world in different countries. It's an awesome thing. So, um, get ready for that. Uh, this Friday at 7 p.m., we have Quincy Goodstar Ministries, which I'm so excited about. Quincy will be with us. This is awesome. I read this. I was like, oh, man, Brent. <laughs> so Quincy will be with us the second Friday of every month for the remainder of 2023. So he's actually going to come and really just have a presence here in his ministry of grace. And it's a beautiful thing. It's going to really bless us. On January 22nd, we will have our elder nomination. Um, so just be ready for that. And yeah, join us in reading through Paul's epistles. We kind of started already, but you can join in at any time. We're reading it six times this year. Um, so check out, you know, there's, I don't know if you have a QR code for that. Um, you could also just go on your Bible app and look it up too. Uh, but we're reading through that those epistles. Um, it's been great reading all the comments from everybody doing that. Um, and that is our announcements for today. So I would love to um, welcome Darren up here. Darren is an amazing man of God. Uh, he is a man of prayer. Uh, he is a man who's always thinking, um, what is God doing right now? What is God doing? And he also has a huge passion for the least of these. He's into bringing the life of God to people everywhere he goes. So I know he's going to have a great word of truth today. So I want you to welcome him up mightily. Welcome, Darren. Well, good morning. As we were in worship, I just... I just heard the Holy Spirit, and I just got this picture. Uh, I believe there's someone in the, either in the room or online, and you feel like you've had shackles on you, and you're walking, and this is basically how you're walking. You're walking because you're limited. I also got this image of a car and how it has a governor and how that governor keeps it from going to like really fast speeds. And I just hear the Spirit of God saying to you this morning that he's going to take that governor off, that he's going to break those shackles off, and you're going to be, you're not just going to walk, you're going to sprint. You're going to run marathons. And I just feel like that's some, there's someone here this morning, and that, that, that's been you. You've been tied back and tied down, but I feel like the Lord is saying this morning that your victory, that the starting line is about to begin. So... Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's been a hot second since I've had a chance to preach, so just had to bear with me a little bit. Um, 
Before I get into my message, I always like to start with some jokes. That's just kind of the way I am. I like to do that, just kind of break the ice a little bit. So, um, first one is about sermon preparation. So the little boy was watching his father, who was a pastor, and he was writing his sermon. And the little boy says to him, he says, how, how, how do you know what to say? Well, God tells me, he said. And he said, okay, then, well, then why do you keep crossing things out? <laughs> All right. Uh, a Sunday school teacher was discussing the Ten Commandments with her five and six-year-olds, uh, five, five or six-year-olds. After explaining the commandment to honor the fa- thy father and mother, she asked, is there a commandment that teaches us how to treat our brothers and sisters? And one little boy, without missing a beat, he says, yes, thou shalt not kill. <laughs> All right, and the last one. A friend was in front of me coming out of church one day, and the preacher was, was standing at the door, as he always is, to shake hands. And he grabbed my friend by the hand and pulled him aside. Pastor, the pastor said to him, you need to join the Lord's army, the army of the Lord. And my friend says, I'm already in the army of the Lord, pastor. And so the pastor questioned back, and he said, well, how come I don't see you except at Christmas and Easter? And he whispered back, and he said, I'm in the secret service. (laughs) All right. Well, as you probably see on the screen, my total title of my message is The Chosen. And... um, Uh, My text this morning is John chapter 15, verse 16. And Jesus, he says this to his disciples. He says, you did not choose me, but I chose you. And appointed you that you would go and bear fruit. And that your fruit would remain so that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give you. So when pastor asked me to preach this morning, I, I, I... I, I didn't really know what material he was, the Lord was going to give me. I, I, I thought about, uh, there's lots of different messages or things that came into my mind that I could have, could have brought this morning. Um, wonderful thoughts to encourage and build up your faith. Thought about a message about uh, voice activation, about how God spoke the world into existence. We're made in his image, and so therefore we have the ability to speak things into existence. That was something that came to my mind. I thought about preaching about the power of a blessing, about how when you speak blessings, you create things. You create blessings in in your life and those around you. How to unlock heaven in your life. I even thought about the story where Jesus, uh, there was a man at the, at the pool and, and he was always waiting to get into the water when it stirred, but every time he tried to get in there, the, the, uh, everyone beat him to it. I thought about preaching on that. The Lord put, I, I, there was a thought in my mind. But I still didn't feel like there was sauce from the boss on that for this morning. And uh, a couple weeks ago, Teresa and I, were, we were just sitting down, we were watching The Chosen and, uh, and, and the second episode of season three, Jesus had just commissioned his disciples to go two by two to go minister. And so after that all happened here, little, little James, as, it, as it's said in, 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 uh, in, in The Chosen, some, some translations, I think, believe they call it James the Less, but 
But anyways, he comes up to Jesus and he says, I, I don't know if I'm the person that, I'm, that, that can, can convey this. And, and in the, I, I don't know if in reality this is how it was, but in The Chosen it shows James as having an ailment, a physical ailment. And so he felt like he was not the right person for the job. But Jesus spoke to him and he said, this is the thing for which you were chosen. Let me say that again. This is the thing for which you are chosen. See, Jesus chose us. We didn't choose. He chose us. Now, in this, the first century world, Jesus had his 12. These were his core disciples. But here we are, 2,000 plus years later, and we're also the chosen. From the beginning of time, before he created Adam, he chose us to carry his message, his light, and his love. That's what we're chosen to do. We're chosen to be light bearers. We're chosen to carry his love. That means everywhere you go, it could be in the, the grocery store, it could be at the gas station. We're called, we're chosen to carry Jesus everywhere we go. This morning, I want to I go further on that, but I want to talk about Jewish discipleship. Um, you're probably thinking to myself, where in the world is he going with this? But just bear with me. In Bible times, every Hebrew male, is, his goal of a Hebrew male was to be chosen as a disciple of a rabbi. That was the goal of every Hebrew male. So uh, Hebrew males and females, girls, from up until about 12, 10, 12 years old, they would go and they would learn from the local rabbi. The local rabbi would then would teach them. They would recite scripture over and over again. And by the time they were 12 years old, they, could, they had memorized and could recite the, the first five books of the law and the prophets. I think about that. I mean, we, we look at that and I say, well, that's a lot, you know. But if you think about it, it's not that hard. It's just that we prioritize different things. I tell you what, how many of you can, can quote songs that you hear on the radio, chapter and verse? Or, or movies that you've seen, you know, you could quote the lines in a movie. The thing is, is that when they, they prioritize the word of God. kind of getting a little off my notes here. The one other thing that they would also learn from this rabbi was the rabbi's yoke. Now, when I was growing up, I heard this term yoke, and I'm thinking, well, it's just a, a farm implement thing that they would put over the two oxen to carry the load. But that's not what this is talking about. A rabbi's yoke was his interpretation of scripture. The way he learned it, and it was also the endless rules, expectations, things that he had put on his interpretation of scripture. And so it was very weighty. So when, when, a, uh, when a 
when he would take on a disciple, he would want to know if that disciple could carry his interpretation, his yoke. And, and, and Jesus talks about this yoke as well too. And he says, he says, take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's saying, I don't have all this long list of endless uh, rules and expectations and stuff. It's, it's easy for you to carry. You can just, you, it, it's easy for you to, to learn and, it's, and it gives you rest. You don't have to feel like you have to be this super intellectual person. You just have to take on what I give you. In Matthew eleven twenty eight thirty, 30, he says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. And my yoke is comfortable and my burden is light. I like how it says it in the Passion Translation. It says, Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Come to me, I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Come on. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me. For all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. You know, Paul even has, there's even parts of of the New Testament where Paul even refers to his yoke. Um when he's talking to the uh, Corinthians in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 12, he says this. He says, but to the rest I say, not, not the Lord. And what he's saying is, the, this is not the Lord saying this. This is what I, Paul, am saying. And that was part of his yoke. It was his uh, in expectations or his rules or things like that. We also find this too when, in Corinthians when talking about um, the, the order of uh, service you know, if there, you know, three tongue and three interpretation, three words of prophecy. It wasn't that he was saying that's all it can be. It's just that there needs to be some order sometimes. And and so Paul was making a a uh, a rule per se that he was saying so we can keep things orderly without chaos, and that's what he did. So for a rabbi to have a yoke, it, was, it wasn't a bad thing. It wasn't a bad thing for a rabbi to have a yoke. It's just that sometimes those endless, those, those rules and expectations that they would have, it would, he, he would deviate from the original truth of the word than which, to which he had devoted his life to. And so Jesus dealt a lot with this with the religious leaders of his day because they would have their different interpretation of Scripture, and that's a lot of times what he was fighting with. Anyway, getting back to school in that regard. So in those days, Hebrew boys, I already got, I jumped ahead, I apologize. At the, after the age of 12, the girls would then go, and they would learn from their mother how to be good, godly mothers, godly wives, um, and then the boys, if they were truly the best, the best, the best, 
So if the rabbi were to look at them and, and listen to them and say, wow, you know your stuff, then they would go on and they would learn to memorize the entire Old Testament. Think about that. The whole Old Testament. I mean, have you read Leviticus? <laughs> I tell you what, sometimes you've got to pray for grace just to get through it sometimes. So they would memorize the entire Old Testament. So after that particular period of time, around that 12 years, they, the, these, these boys would, would then seek out a rabbi. If, if they were the best, the best of the best. I mean, if they were good, if they knew their stuff, they wanted to be disciples. Remember, the, the goal of any Hebrew male was to be a rabbi, was to be a disciple of a rabbi, and eventually a rabbi themselves. So they would seek out a rabbi, and they would say, Rabbi, I would like to be your disciple. So then the rabbi would then go, he would, he, the rabbi would begin asking him a question. And instead of the disciple, this, this potential disciple answering the question, he would ask another question which indicated to the rabbi that he knew the answer to which it was asked. And they would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. This, it's a very rabbinical approach. It's very rabbinical to ask questions. And that's how it is. So through this back and forth, back and forth, the rabbi would say, would, would either determine if this guy is the best of the best of the best. I mean, the Harvard and the Yale, best of the best. This guy's got it. He can carry my yoke. He can carry my interpretation. He can teach others what I have learned. But if the rabbi had decided, oh, you know, you got a, a decent understanding of, uh, of the scriptures, but you're just, just not the best of the best of the best. And he would say to that, just that, that young man, he would say, go home, learn your father's trade, get married someday, have babies, Pray that your babies would somewhat, will one day become a rabbi because you will not be one. Think about that for a second. If the whole goal of your life growing up is to be something and you've got somebody telling you you're not the best, you're not the best of the best of the best, you don't have what it takes. I don't know about you, but I've been there. I've been there. I can remember a high school guidance counselor telling me that I'll never be able to do something because I may not have had the grades or whatever it was. That can be debilitating. Not just to your psyche, but to your spirit. So if, it, if that boy was chosen to be a rabbi, there was an expectation as a, as a disciple. It meant, it meant that you mimicked every aspect of your rabbi's life. Everything. If the rabbi would go to the bathroom, you would go to the bathroom. 
If the rabbi had a funny walk, you would have a funny walk. You mimicked every aspect of your, of your rabbi. If my rabbi could do it, I can do it. That was the, that was the, the thinking. And there was actually a blessing that was said on, uh, on these disciples. And it was a, a blessing that was said over them in, in those days. And it said, may, the dust of your, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi. That you walk so close to your rabbi that you're literally covered in his dust that he kicks up when he walks. The disciple had to have total faith in his rabbi. In Matthew 14, 23 through 29... It says this, after he had sent the crowds away, he went up, to, went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And when it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat was already a long distance in the land. I think I'm... Yeah. The boat was already a long distance from the land, battered, battered by the waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, it is a ghost. And they cried out in fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them and saying, take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. And Peter responded to him and he said, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And he said, come. And Peter got out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. Now, how many times have you watched this in a movie? And how many times have you heard this in a sermon? Well, at least he, was, at least he was, had enough faith to get out of the boat, right? But that's not really what happened there. In those days, a rabbi would have, generally would have at least one disciple that was the older, was usually an older disciple. We know that Peter was older. We know he had a wife and a mother-in-law. So we know that he was of, of an age that he was older. Generally, it's believed that the rest of the disciples were younger, probably in their teenage years. So you had Peter, who's the oldest of the disciples. And, and a lot of times that older disciple would be kind of like a visual aid, if you will. So anything that the rabbi does, he would be the first one to do. So it wasn't a matter of the other disciples were scared to get out of the boat. It's that... Peter was generally the first one to, to lead the rest of the disciples. And so here, what did, what did Peter do? He saw his rabbi walking on the water. So why did he say, if it's you, tell me to come out there? Because Peter believed he could do anything that his rabbi was doing. I mean, think about it. You had rabbis of the day that didn't even exercise that level of faith in things. And here you've got Jesus, who is 100% God, 100% man, and he's walking on water, which is a physical impossibility. Think about that. But Peter, being having faith in his rabbi, believing that he could do everything that his rabbi could do, he, gets, he, he, he asks him, he gets out of the boat, and he begins to walk on water. 
So a lot of times Peter gets a bad rap because he fell in the water because he looked at the wind and the waves. But he had faith enough to believe that he could do whatever his rabbi could do. I mean, think about that as Christians, as believers, as the chosen. We need to have that level of faith in our rabbi that we can do whatever he can do. That means, that means going into Walmart and laying hands on the sick and believing in faith that they're going to recover. Or how about these kids coming up in the front of the church and, they're, and, and they've got a word and they're boldly proclaiming into the heavens that our God heals today and he's going to do it. Now, Jesus, he wasn't your typical rabbi, though. I can't prove this. I don't have scholarly proofs to to, uh, say this is how it was. But when you read scripture, it indicates that Jesus, prior to his ministry, was a carpenter. Think about that for a second. Jesus was a carpenter. What was his father? A carpenter. I can't, like I said, I can't prove this. But it could be possible that Jesus was, pro- was thought of by his own rabbis as not the best of the best. Probably because he couldn't, he probably had a different idea or, understand, or interpretation of, of scripture and it didn't mesh well with the, the rabbi's yoke. Like I said, it's conjecture, I can't prove it. But it makes you wonder. So getting back to the title of the message, The Chosen, most rabbis, with the exception of a rare few, they never sought out their own disciples. They would never do that. It was the potential, it was the disciple would seek out the rabbi, said, I want to be your, I want to be a disciple of you. And then the back and forth rabbinical questions. And it was through that, that the choice of being a disciple was made. Like I said, Jesus was different though. So in Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 through 22, he says this. Now as Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw, he saw two brothers, Simon, uh, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting their nets into the sea. For they were fishermen. And he said to them, Come follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Immediately they left their nets, going, uh, left their nets, and they followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, and his bro- uh, in the boat, and with their fathers. Sorry, I kind of jumped the gun there. James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John, and in the boat of their father, also with their father, Zebedee, mending the nets, he called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father, and they followed him. Now, I can remember growing up watching these, these Christian movies, right? There's these Jesus films or whatever. So here comes Jesus. You know, Peter and Andrew, they're in the boat. Jesus comes up and says, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Now, think about that. Sometimes face deep, you don't get 
the reality. Was Jesus just this polarizing figure that he walks up and he says, come follow me? And then they just leave everything and follow him? It doesn't make sense. But when you think about it from a standpoint of these were, these were teenagers that were rejected and they were told that they were not good enough, what were they doing? They were in the boat. They, were lear- they had learned their father's trade. They were in the process of the next stage of their life because being a disciple of a rabbi was out of the question. And then further on, Jesus walks up, he goes up to, to uh, James and John and they're in the boat with their father. What are they doing? They're learning their father's trade. They're in the process of the next stage of their life. They were learning to be fishermen themselves. You see, these were the, these were the not good enoughs. Some might call them outcasts, in a sense. They were not considered to be the best of the best of the best. They weren't the Harvard or the Yale. And so for the first time in their life, a rabbi, and they know that he's a rabbi, comes up and he says, come follow me. Think about that. You've been told all your life that you're not good enough. You've been told your whole life, you've been told you're not, you're, you're not the best of the best. And here comes this rabbi, and he says, come follow me. You'd leave everything too. You'd drop your nets, you'd jump out of the boat, you'd swim to the shore as fast as you could, because for the first time in your life, the thing that you wanted to do, the thing that you've been made for, is finally going to happen. And then you have, and then you have James and John, they're in the boat with their dad. I mean, think about that. That kind of seems kind of cruel. They're in the boat with their dad, and all of a sudden, here comes this rabbi that shows up and says, come follow me. And they just, they just plumb left him in the boat, and they just left. Some would say, man, that dad's got to be, he's got to have some scorn in him. But in reality, it was a sign of um, status for a parent of, a, of, of these two young boys. Because... He was, he was the talk of the town because his boys were now disciples of a rabbi. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 9, here he, uh, he saw a man called Matthew sitting in a tax collector's office. And he said to him, come follow me. And I love this. And he got up. Come on. And he got up and he followed him. Let me tell you something. If it was you and you had been told by someone you wanted to emulate that you're not good enough and then, and then a rabbi comes to you and says, come follow me, what would you do? I don't know about you, but I would drop everything and I would follow And 
And the truth is, the truth of the gospel is that when Jesus showed up and said to these 12, come follow me, they got up. They left everything and they, and they followed. And the good news is for today is that Jesus didn't stop with the choosing of the 12. He didn't stop 2,000 years ago. He's still choosing today. Today, he says, come follow me. He says, take my yoke upon you. It's not weighty. It's not a burden. It's easy and it's light. You don't have to feel that you're good enough. Trust me, if Jesus was the standard of being good enough, we would never be good enough. But he doesn't require that. He requi- what, what he requires is he requires us to be willing Because I tell you what, when, when, we, when we realize that we're not good enough, but God still wants us, it means that he gets the credit, he gets the glory. But the best part about it is he's still choosing you to be a vessel to carry his message, his light and his love. His power, his promise, and his presence. I tell you what, there was a time, there was a point in my life when I was younger, and I, if you would have told me that I'd be up here doing stuff like this, standing in front of a, an audience pre- preaching the gospel, I would, have, I would have laughed. Never in my wildest dreams growing up would I ever thought that this would be a reality. I would have told you that I wasn't good enough. I would have told you that's not going to be me. I even had, like I said, I even had adults tell me this too. But the truth is, is that God isn't always looking for the not good enoughs. Or God is, sorry, I don't think I quite word that right. He's looking for the not good enoughs. He's looking for the willing. He's looking for the chosen. And he sees the end from the beginning. Think about that. He sees the end from the beginning. Here he was called these 12 disciples these teenagers, and they would radically change the idea of Christianity in the known world. We wouldn't have what we have today. We wouldn't be standing in this church today had it not been for the 12 that he saw something. He saw the end from the beginning. I don't know where you're at this morning. I don't know if this even makes sense to you. I don't know where you're at in your life. Maybe you're good. You don't need this. Or maybe you know someone who does. Maybe you're sitting in your seat this morning and maybe you just got your mail read to you. Maybe you're watching this online. And Jesus is calling you. I do know this for a fact. Every one of us, either in the room or online, we are the chosen. Maybe you've been told all your life you're not good enough. 
I tell you what, I've heard many people come into church and say, well, pastor, I can't do what you do. But God's not asking us to compare ourselves with somebody else. He's asking us to be willing to step into the shoes that he's already called for you to step into. You don't have to be like Pastor Brent. Thank goodness, because I can't preach like him. But I can preach the way he gives me. Jesus chooses you. And you're chosen for a reason and a purpose. When I was a kid, growing up in Sunday school, I can remember there was a song that we sang. And uh, it just goes like this. I have, I have it on the screen. I, I, don't know if that, I don't know if that's on the screen or not. But it, it's, it starts off by saying, I am a promise. I'm a possibility. I'm a promise with a capital P. I'm a great big bundle of potentiality. And I'm learning to hear God's voice. And I'm trying to make the right choice. I'm a promise to be anything God wants me to be. I can go anywhere he wants me to go. I can be anything he wants me to be. I can climb the high mountains. I can cross the wide sea. I'm a great big promise, you see. That's what it means to be the chosen. Would you stand with me this morning? Maybe you're here this morning and Jesus has been calling you. He's been calling to you. The greatest way to follow him is to say yes to his yes. Pastor Brent, he refers to this every Every week. Because Jesus said yes to you when he went to that cross. He said yes to you when he rose three days later. He said yes to you when he ascended into heaven and sent the Holy Spirit. He said yes to you because he has a plan for your life. He has an eternal future for you. So this morning, if you've never said yes to his yes. You know, I've heard it said today is the first day of the rest of your life. You've never said yes to his yes. Would you, would you just raise your hand? No one looking around. Would you just lift your hand this morning? Or maybe this morning you're, you know, maybe you've wandered away a little bit. Sometimes we grow cold. But God's, but the yes is still there. The yes from Jesus is still there. And he says, come back to my yes. Come follow me for my yes. If that's you this morning, I just want to pray for you this morning. And if you're online this morning and, and this message has touched you, and maybe, maybe you've never said yes to his yes. 
Or maybe you've wandered away and you, you need to come back to the yes. This morning, would you just pray with me this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you that you sent your son to do something that we couldn't. You gave us a way because you're the truth and the life. Come into my heart. Be my Savior. Change me. And send me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus says to you today, come follow me. This morning, if, if, if you have a need this morning and you would like prayer, we're going to have a prayer team that's going to be up here to be able to answer your prayers. Or pray for you, sorry. Lord will answer your prayers. But I want to encourage you this morning and this week when you go to remember these words. Remember that moment when Jesus came to you and he said, follow me. There's a price to be paid. There's a price that comes along with following him. But it's not as heavy. it's, it's, It's his burden and his yoke makes it easy. So I'll pray with you this morning and we can be dismissed this morning. Father, I just thank you. Thank you for your word. The word that became flesh and wealth among us. The word that said, come follow me. The word that radically changed 12 boys to change a nation, change a world, and to change the trajectory of our world. Lord, I thank you for the chosen in this room. And I thank you, Lord, for the impact that these chosen have in their Jerusalem, in their Judea, in their Samaria, and to the other ends of the earth, as we have people already in another country right now. Father, we just pray that you be with them. Remind them, Lord, the beauty of being chosen. For they were chosen for such a time as this. This is the reason for which they were chosen. Father, we thank you. Bless them as we go. In Jesus' name, amen. Huh? Oh, yes. Go out and give them heaven!